Yo. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to another episode of the Purple Podcast. You got your boy Corriday. Got your boy David. Yeah, man. It's good to be with you guys again. Um, we're going to get straight into this one. Definitely. We were talking last week about the N-word. Yeah, yeah. And whilst we were discussing that, we were some other things came up. And it was essentially, you know, we've got this Sainsbury's advert, which was released in the UK. Sainsbury's is a shop that, um, <laughs> or it's a market, it's a supermarket yeah, that yeah. sells loads of goods for home cooking and all that stuff. And day-to-day living. And day-to-day living. And essentially, they did an advert which featured a black family mm. talking about, you know, their memories of Christmas yeah. and things like that and showing some home videos and essentially there was a cry out from lo- there was there was a really bad response to that from loads of racists from loads of white people um in the UK racists who were <laughs> <laughs> and they were essentially angry about it because why are we seeing this black tea this and only a black family, family or yeah, even a black yeah. family on television. People this screaming is, out they don't feel represented by the show. They're not going to shop in Sainsbury's anymore. Shut man. This is England. You know, why is there a black family on here? Blah, 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 blah. And so what that kind of made us ask the question of was, you know, as black people in the UK and non-black, non-white people, mm. you know, brown people, black people, you know, various ethnicities, yeah, we've yeah. been fighting for rights for a very long time. Yeah. And the question then becomes, well, if we are the minority, mm. right? I think black people only make up 3% of the UK's population. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. If we're the stark minority and this and the majority, the overwhelming majority is quote unquote white people. Yeah. Why are we clamoring for these rights, so to speak? Why are we especially, particularly representation? Yeah, yeah. If this is their country, why, why, and we are the minority, we are, so to speak, visitors here, as some people think. Mm. Why, why, why are we asking for representation? It's a, it's a very, very good question. A very, very good question. And also, just before you continue, what yeah, does proportionate yeah. representation look like? If black yeah. people were represented 3% of the time on television, mm. what would that actually look like? Yeah. If yeah, we yeah. were 3% of the cast, if we were 3% of the adverts, mm. if we were 3% of the conversation, if we were 3% of parliament, what would that actually look like? It's a very bleak picture, my friend. Right? And so it's like, we're crying out representation. We need this. We need to be represented. We need all of this stuff. And it's like, well, if we were represented proportionately, maybe it would be worse. Mm, Why don't mm, we mm. see, you know, black people in all the organizations of the, you know, top 100 companies, you know, why don't we see them at the C-suite level or yeah. director's level in all the top 100 companies in the UK? And it's like, well, if we were equally represented, if we were proportionately represented, we might see less. I don't know. I don't know the statistics. Yeah. But this is just a, a different view maybe to what you've heard. What What do you think of that? Now, with that, yeah, it's interesting because, you know, especially on the TL, there's loads of insane people on the TL. Um, sure. Plenty of them. And Too many. Ah, where? Um, with them, I've seen a lot of people have the mindset of, you know, guys, this isn't our country. When speaking mm-hmm. to black people, mm-hmm. this isn't our country. These aren't our people. This isn't our land. Mm-hmm. So it's like, whilst you're here and cool, like you have the privilege to be born here or to come here and study or to come and live here or whatever, like just work, build your money up, stack your bread. Bread is money. If you don't know what bread is, stack mm-hmm. your bread, stack all of that, like get investments. 
um, make sure you've got enough money and streams of income and then move and move to your home country or, you know, a country that, that are our people or that is our, or that, or that is filled with our people. Do you know right. what I'm saying? And I hear such a mindset and I even agree. I even agree, to be honest. I've always said, listen, this England, <laughs> you need to finesse this England. <laughs> finesse them for everything they have. Everything that you're entitled to, everything that, you know, that you have a right to because you work here or because you've been born here or whatever it might be, use all of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like getting a degree from the UK, anywhere you go to in the world, it will be respected. Like they'll tell you, our oh, Russell Group or this or that. Nonsense. If you have studied in the UK and you've got a degree from here and you go anywhere else in the world, it's respected. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. So the mindset has been... From, from a few people, and it's, it's gaining in popularity amongst, you know, young British black people. Like, yo, just work here, get an education, get a good amount of money, and invest back home. Or, like, invest here and then move back. Do you know what I'm saying? I hear that. But the problem then becomes... By the way, we're not saying that we represent... Well, I'm not saying that I agree with any of these particular views. Well, come and see throwing me under the bus. But I'm 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 just interested to know what our response is to that thought pattern and whether we're actually willing to even listen to it in the first place to understand. I hear it. Because I do I do think that a lot of people are just especially on Twitter, living in echo chambers and we're becoming a lot more divided. Mm. So when somebody comes and tells you, but this is the white man's country, why are you asking for representation for? This is not your country. Mm. This is our country. I hear it. This is our England. England is and always will be white. So why, why, why are you asking for representation? You came to our land mm. for whatever reason you came, whether you were invited or not. Mad. You came to our land. Ignorance. This is our country. Wow. We don't want to lose our culture, whatever wow. culture that might be. Right? <laughs> and think about it. Think about it. Right, in... So we don't want to lose our culture. What, fish and chips? <laughs> Listen, whether you like it or not, the English people are very patriotic. Crumpets. Many of them are very patriotic. <laughs> Crumpets are nice, though. Scones. Scones are delicious. Scones are delicious. Come to find that these things, don't, some of these things don't even come from, they don't stem exactly, from Exactly, bro. They don't stem they come from, from here. surrounding they countries. They got bellied from somewhere else. When I say bellied, that means stolen. They got bellied from somewhere else. They got jerked, stained, bellied, stolen, teethed. But suppose you're from any like African country mm. or even Asian country. And this group of people maybe come because you invited them or not. And all of a sudden, they start demanding, we want to see ourselves on TV. Yeah. We want to see ourselves in the adverts. Mm, mm, we want to mm, be. Mm, mm. We want to be also looked at as a standard of beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 want to be celebrated. Mm. And it's like you. This is Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. This we ain't would, the white man's we, country. We this is the black around. man's. Yeah, this is Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. What yeah, do you mean? Yeah. What do you we'll mean? be the first to tell them. This is our country. Yeah, suck out. We invited you. You are our guests. Move, cuz. You don't get to call the shots here. 100%. It's what we want to do that we're going to do here. Yeah, yeah. If you don't like it, leave. You don't like it, leave. And loads of people will say, yeah, 
yeah, that's right. You can't come mm, to Nigeria mm, mm, and mm. make us do things that we don't want to do, colonialism, and make us, you know, take on beauty standards that we didn't originally have and make us, you know, give up what we feel like is our culture for yours. Mm. We're not going to do that and we're not going to put your culture next to us because this is Nigeria. Yeah. This yeah. is Ghana. This is Sierra Leone. This is Botswana. This is India. This is China. Mm. This is Japan. This is the Philippines. Mm. This, do you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. These are all these different things. So now I'm now saying for the sake of critical thinking, mm. switch that mentality around yeah. and now say it about England. Mm, 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 what mm. is then your response? Here's my thing. Here's my thing. On the face, on the face of it, you can understand where some of them come from. Mm -hmm. Now, number one, if such a mindset was like, if such a mindset was just a thing of, oh, but this is our country and you know, like, it's not even a thing of race. We couldn't care less about your color, but you're not going to come here and dictate to us how we're going to run our country. If they were coming with that kind of energy, I would even understand. Do you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I'd understand it. But oftentimes when, you know, some white people come on that kind of energy of, oh, no, this is our country. This isn't your country. You don't belong here and this and that and this and that. A lot of times it's deeply seated in, in racism. Absolutely. Or it has, it's not even undertones, overtones of racism in it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's got overtones of racism. Like people are very, it's also very, very um, covered or, yeah, covered in ignorance as well. Do you know sure. what I'm saying? Sure. A lot of people don't know the reason why there are so many black people in this country. Sure. Because even for plenty yep. of white people, even 3% of the UK, that's even too much. Mm. That's even too much. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? So they don't know the reasons why there are black people. And, you know, a lot of black people, particularly Caribbeans, will turn around and then look at the Windrush generation. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. A lot of white people don't even know. You tell them the word Windrush, they have, they're just like, Win, huh? Is that like a special move in the anime or something? Do you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, they, they yeah. have no idea what Windrush is. Mm. And it's like, well, when you look at what happened with Windrush, we have every right to be in this country. Right. Every single right. Even what you lot are doing isn't even enough. Mm. It's not enough. Do more. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. People from Windrush came to help this this country out in a time of need. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were sold a dream. They were sold lies. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right. when you have esteemed guests from another country, yeah, and you invite them, like, if it's a country dignitary or something or whatever, or a politician, are you going to put them in a crappy hotel mm. in a dangerous area? Right. Nah, 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 nah. They're living lavish. If you only have five-star hotels, somewhere you'll find a seven-star in your country to put them in the, the king suite. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're living lavish. But then you've brought, like, cool, Windrush, you've brought people from the from the Caribbean here. And it's like, cool, the Queen's met them, which means... Anyway, let me know if I pass comment on that one. But cool, they've, they've come here, they've been met by the Queen. They've been housed in low-income, dangerous areas. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they've been brought in to help the economy grow again. Yeah. Because after World War II, things were obviously the workforce, it was peak. Do you know what I'm saying? Loads right. of people had to leave and the country's economy was suffering as a result. Mm. So cool, you've brought in these people now and then you've promised them the world and then you've given them like peanuts. Mm. Peanuts. You've purposely put things in their way, obstacles in their way of becoming successful. And now to make things worse, you want to kick them out? Mm. Huh? You want to deport them? 
possible. Let me translate. In that, that's Yoruba. It means in English, that's not possible. Yeah. That is not possible. No way. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it is because of that. And you know, it's not just Caribbean people, because obviously some African people and people from all over the world, South America, like North America, um, Asia, the Middle East, a loads of people come here to the UK, you know, in search of work, in search of a better life for one for whatever reason. Mm. But at the bottom line, these people, like the ones that have gotten into the country legally, I can I can speak for anyway. Yeah, a lot of the times, the vast majority they work, they pay their taxes, they pay their bills, they are contributing to the country's growth and economy just as much as any. British national is. Do you know what I'm saying? 100%. And it is because of those reasons that we should now get equal representation. Mm. Because for me, if I'm paying my taxes, you know, I I, I observe the two-minute silence on the 11th of November. I do all the things and all the customs of this country and I pay respect and I, and I do everything as a citizen of this country. Why shouldn't I be represented? Re- uh, represented. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that's mad. Why is it I'm seeing TV and I'm seeing nobody like me? I'm going to schools, I ain't seeing no black teachers. Or if I'm going to a school, you got a whole te- or a university, you got a whole teaching staff of like 500 to 1,000 staff members. Yeah. Bro, there's only like what? 20 black staff? And just before you continue, I think it's even more so a thing of it's not that they only have 20 black staff. Do you say 20, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not that they only have 20 because the black people aren't applying. Mm. They are applying. Exactly. They're not being given the job. They're getting turned down. Do you know what I'm saying? Or even at the director's level, you've got black people who are applying. They're not being given the job. Or even worse still, there are black people who are not being promoted so that they can even then go and apply for these higher level jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are black people who are... So so the issue here is not even so much of a thing of like, um, oh, you know, we want equality... And the the issue is essentially that equality is being promised and it's intentionally not being given. Yeah. Or yeah, it has yeah. intentionally not been given. Yeah, yeah. So when it's like, oh yeah, like it's it's not even a thing of like coming through the door, it was like, now we need you to understand this is our country and this is what we're going to be doing for ourselves. Yeah, yeah. You're a visitor here, so you're not gonna get the same rights. They weren't even transparent like that. That's not nope. what it is. They were what they promised. were told yeah. is you're going to get, you know. Equal opportunity, prosperity. Yeah. You know, you're going to live well here. You're mm. helping us. Mm. You're coming in the wind rush. You're helping us. You're going to live well here. Yeah, we're going to help you. We're going to take care of you. And Red so tent, when it's tent. like, okay, yeah, we are we are doing exactly what English people are or white people are doing. Mm. And now all of a sudden, the white people is prospering as a result. Yeah. Or the white people are prospering as a result. But for some reason, it's not working with black people. Mm. Why is that? Mm. It would be different if we were told, oh, okay, no, you're not going to get equal opportunity. Oh, then we can choose to make our bed and lie how we want. Right. But when it's a matter of, oh, you're going to get equal opportunity, but also, no, you're not. Mm. That that's there's There is an issue there. A major issue, bro. A major issue. Because, cool, we've seen like in the last 10 years especially, um, even more so in the, in the last five as well, like this whole thing about equality and diversity, you know, these and, and inclusion and all of these, you know, uh, buzzwords. Have you um have you got the def- the definition there um on the government website of what they aim to achieve? Yeah, so this is what I wanted to read, right? So I've got the equality um 
the Equality and um, Human Rights Commission website up here. Yeah, yeah. And with regard to Britain, this is what they've said. As, mm. as Britain's national equality body, our work is driven by a simple belief. If everyone gets a fair chance in life, we all thrive. If everybody gets a fair chance in life, we all thrive. Every single ethnic minority can turn around and tell you that we have not all been getting a fair chance to thrive. Do you know what I'm saying? How is that represented, do you think? What does that look like? What does that look like? That looks like five black people apply for a job, five white people apply for a job. There are two positions, right? By those odds, you'd think one black person gets um, the job and one white person gets the job, right? Two white people get the job. You know, that that is represented in workforces. That's represented in, uh, like, salary brackets for people. If you look at the highest earners and you compare all of their, their ethnicities and, and their races, you'll see that the highest majority are white people. If you look at the lowest the lowest income earners, you'll look at the, the majority is a white people, the majority is ethnic minorities. Well, what about the people who say, yeah, well, you know, everybody's been given a fair chance, black people just need to work harder? Get in the bin. Why? Right now. Why? Get in the bin. What do you mean work harder? What's wrong, what, what, what's wrong with that? Bro, if, <laughs> oh my days. Let's look at schools. Let's look at schools. One of the things that happened to um, the like, children like that that the Windrush generation birthed. Like these kids were brilliant. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Brilliant, intelligent. These kids were genii. Oh, by the way, we see a similar thing in America. Absolutely. Where Jamaican kids who are going to America are outperforming African American black kids. Absolutely. Same with African kids, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's because and that's happening with African kids here. So definitely. Jamaican kids who are born and bred here are not performing as well as African kids whose parents have come from from Africa, mm, mm, the, mm, mm, mm. you know, with all love and respect to my people, we are bodying, we are bodying it. Mm, mm, Nigerian mm. kids are bodying it. Absolutely. Ghanaian kids are bodying it. Absolutely. You know, Ugandan kids are bodying it. Definitely. Like, you know, and let's not forget our East African kids, mm, you know, mm, they're mm. bodying it as well, the Ethiopians and things like that. Yeah. The African kids whose parents are now Africans in diaspora because they've come to England or America or other nations, they are bodying the educational system. Absolutely. One million percent. Do you know what I'm saying? And they are doing so well. But when you have teachers that are intentionally marking down papers. Which is what happened with the Rush generation kids. Do you know what I'm saying? Intentionally marking down papers. You could have had a child that would have got like 12 A stars. Such a child can go to a better university. They can, you know, study the course that they want to study. Like, so, like even for something studying medicine, right? You need all A's. Yeah. All A's. You have to be top of the Secondary, sick form. If there's even one B, forget about it. Yeah. Forget about it. Do you know what I'm saying? For most people anyway, yeah. For, for the vast majority. Right. So now you've got kids that are performing really well in school and now they're getting crippled by biased teachers, by sure. racist teachers, intentionally marking them down. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Intentionally marking them down. That is insanity. So then all of this, it all has a knock-on effect. It all has a ripple effect. If kids have then been harboured at school level, that means in secondary school, they end up being put in classes that are beneath their level. Do right. you know what I'm saying? Mm. They get harboured because they don't get extra work that they need, right. number one. Number two, that affects their GCSE grades. Because for the longest time, 
people marking GCSE papers would have been white people. Sure. Until then, more diversity and inclusion then had to force, you know, more races, more other races to, to jump in. And if this sounds strange to you, I want you to have a think about the fact that increasingly over the last 20, 30 years, we've seen restrictions or we've seen regulations put in place to make sure that there is no biased marking. Exactly. So we see that there's now everybody's given a number. You can't be blind marked. marking. You can't your write name's your name not on put it. there. Your sometimes even your student or maybe it'll just be your student number. Sometimes not even your student number. It'll just be blank. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. And like we see through and this is just the education system. Yes. Let's not even get into the workforce. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So we see such biases. So yeah, like I was saying Boom, their results are now impacted. And a child who would have been on track to get like 11, 12 A stars, they've now gotten, I don't know, seven Bs and five Cs. Mm. When their great, when their when their papers were marks, original marks, correct marks were way higher than that. Right. Boom. That's now impacted what that child can do at sick form. Yes. Even sick form, taking in certain 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 students and things like that. You know, they see a student's name, oh, that student's black, they have an African name, we're not gonna accept them without even looking at their accomplishments and what they've achieved. Yeah. Boom. The sixth form that they goes to, that they've gone to, hasn't been the best. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? That affects what a university they can get into. That affects what course they can do. Mm. That affects employment. Do you know what I'm saying? Even doing work experience, racist companies. I think, like, really, even in summary, like, it's a false meritocracy. Absolutely. It's a false meritocracy. Because we, they give off the impression that it's a meritocratic country, mm. meaning... You 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 work hard, you get rewarded yeah. for the hard work you've done yeah. in proportion to the work that you've done. Mm-hmm. That's what you 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 merit it. Yeah, you've got that merit. You've you know you've worked hard, therefore this is your reward. Yeah, right. In equal proportion. In equal proportion. Except what's what has been historically the case is that there have been systems in place. Yeah, there have been things done not just in the educational system, in ver- even in terms of media. Mm. There have been things done to paint a narrative um, about black people to, and not just to paint a narrative about black people, but si- these systems in place to slow them down, mm, mm, to put mm. them behind. Yeah. You know, if we even talk about the introduction of drugs yeah. into certain areas, mm. because the fathers cannot, with the work that they're doing, they cannot afford to take care of, of, their family, they can't afford to live where they're they're living. Yeah, yeah. And so they they need to they find a way to make ends find meet. a way to make money. Drugs comes in. Mm. They're selling drugs because they really there's nothing else they can do. Mm. And suddenly they now they they get caught. They're sent to prison. Yeah. The mothers now have to work. The children are going to a school that has that in a bad in a bad borough in a low economic, you know, borough, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's reflected in the teaching. The teaching is not good enough quality. The child is being neglected. They're not being disciplined properly at home There's because mom is working two jobs. Yeah. They've got bad influences around them. Yeah. So they grow up to sell drugs because they need to help their mom as well in the house. Mm. They get involved in gang life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And all of it is imploding. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think that's at least one of the reasons of the many reasons and it's multifaceted there's so much more to it absolutely as to why you know not why black people would be like give us equal rights Mm. because if we are working as hard as you why are we not getting the same result yeah because that's the thing and we're not just working as hard as you from the same starting point yes yes, we were strategically put behind yes unless any caribbeans be offended 
because they say, well, you're Nigerian, you came after we suffered, and now you're reaping the benefits. Okay, well, Caribbeans were strategically put behind. Mm. And it's, it's, you know, cool, you can, you can do the, all right, cool, we came before you, and yada, yada, yada. True. But skin tone is still skin tone. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Right. Bias is still bias at the end of the day. And, you know, it's such a bias as even seen. You could have a group of black people, like, like if there's a group of four black guys, these guys are wearing jeans, like, their coats, they're wearing flamboyant colours. Mm. Like, they're not, they don't look intimidated in any way, shape or form. They can't go inside, like, a nightclub by themselves yep. in a group of four because they, they're a gang and they're intimidating. Mm. But then you can have 16, 15, 20 white guys all coming in, blasted, carrying all kind of drugs, ketamine and everything and cocaine, mm. and they all get in all at one go because they're just harmless white guys having some fun. Yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? These biases are everywhere. Right. Absolutely everywhere. So, you know, for us to be saying, rah, like, yo, like we want equality. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, equality and equity. Mm. And equity. Because cool, equality is just like, okay, now we'll give the same chance and the same kind of consideration to every candidate. That's fine. But then we want equity as well. Do you know what I'm saying? I hear that, but it's tough because then are we saying that a black person who's not as capable at the job should be hired over a white person who's a perfect fit for the job and even is is more is superior to the job itself and they would they'll help. Do you know what I'm saying? This is there. Yeah, it's are we are we looking for equality of opportunity or equality of outcome? Which is where that this is why it's multifaceted. There's so many elements to it. Because yeah, we, yeah. we also don't want to then get into identity politics. Yeah, yeah. Where, you know, everything about you becomes, well, it's because black people, black people. We have to be we have to be careful. I hear it. Do you I know what I'm it. saying? But I, I do hear what you're saying. Um that I, I I think if we're gonna talk solutions, but before we talk solutions, I just wanna say something very quickly. You know, to to rebuttal the whole point about, you know, this is our country. This is the white man's country. So of course they're going to be the beauty standard here. Mm. Of course they're going to represent themselves in the greatest light over here. Mm. Blah 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 blah. You know, the response to that is well, well. Then why is why are white people the beauty standard in Africa? Yeah, yeah. And somebody might look at them and be like, oh no, they always make fun of you know Nigerians who marry on Yibos and they say, ah, you married on Yibo, you're just going to eat salad for the rest of your life. Ha 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 ha. But like, why are women bleaching their skin then? Yeah. Why is it is men why is as it, well? Why men as well? Why is it the same thing in 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 India, where you've got the caste system? The lighter you are, yeah. the more desirable you are. Yeah, Jamaica vibes cartel bleaching himself. Why is it that in China, women the whiter the woman is, the more beautiful she is? Yeah. So we see that this whole narrative of the beauty standard of of Europe, for example, mm. is not just present in England. It's yeah. present. The influence has been pervaded because of the. British Empire, yes, everywhere. You know, and empires that have come and gone and things like that. And so the question becomes like, and it's not just that, it's there are other elements as well, like the fact that, you know, somebody might make the case, you know, girls, black girls are always complaining that white people are touching their hair. It's because we haven't seen it before and it's interesting to us. Like African kids do the same thing when white people go over there. Mm. You know, they touch their hair like, oh my gosh, your hair is so thin and brittle. Mm. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow, wow. Why wow, does your wow, hair wow, look, wow, feel wow, like wow. this? It's so wow. I just touched it once and it, you know, came out for some white people, not all white people, of course. Yeah. But yeah, yeah why is your your hair so different, so straight? And you know, that would be the counter argument that yeah, we're just doing the same thing. Mm. But the difference is here in England, in Africa, some of those kids, some of them, and it's not all of them, not not everywhere you go in Africa, people are gonna swoon because you're white. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But 
some of those kids have really never seen a white person before. Yeah, like plenty of these kids don't have TVs in their yard, you know what I'm saying? Their the, entertainers go outside and play with their friends. And again, some of them, because not everybody in Africa lives in huts, which have been despised for whatever reason. Yeah, bro. There are many cities, many millionaires in Africa. So let's go. Plenty, plenty, plenty. Man too like much, dang, in fact, too much like, to count. So like, we, we, yeah. But here in England, you you work with this person. Mm. What gives you the audacity? You've been working with this person. What gives you the audacity to just be touching up their hair? Yeah. And the problem is, it's informed by a history of entitlement. Mm. That this black, you would not touch another white person's, I hope you wouldn't just be going around touching white people's hair. Yeah. Who's a stranger. But you look at this black person and you're like, oh my gosh, your hair is so different. I just want to touch it. It's very invasive. The way I would grip your hand. Oh my days. Like, I'll grip your hand. <laughs> In a way that will make you never be able to touch my hair again. Like, just no, never do it again in your life. Don't and this try is, me, This bro. is just a microcosm. And, yeah. it's, and, it's, and the, problem, the it's problem is twofold in addition to this because it's like, okay, I don't want you to touch my hair. You're touching my hair. I'm uncomfortable. And now if I respond in a way, in a manner that's befitting, mm. because you should not be, you should be keeping your hands to yourself. Mm. You're now going to fix me with this narrative without the nuance or without the consideration of your wrong actions. Yeah, yeah. Because of my response. You're not going to say, oh, well, it's an angry black woman. Oh, it's an angry black man. Oh, Violent black man. Violent black man. Threatening black man. Yeah, so yeah. then the question becomes, okay, so given these things, that there's a historical background, what is the fix? I th what, what do you think? We can one. talk till, till Jesus Christ returns about inequality and racism and things like that. But what, what is the solution? Number one, you know, some way, somehow we had to get the soapbox in this episode. Jesus Christ, car. Yeah. I, I genuinely believe this country will never, ever get to a place of true equality. I genuinely believe that um, things are better than they were before. Um, but that's not saying much. Cause why, do you, why do you think things will never get to? Um, I believe, let's put it this way. How can I phrase this? How can I phrase this? Things are better than they were before because we're seeing more mixes. So a lot of black people are mixing more with other cultures, white people. There's a lot more mixed race children. Integration. And, like that, and integration. So naturally, things are getting a bit better. Do you know what I'm saying? There yeah. are certain mixed race people who look on the lighter side. There are certain mixed race people who look on the darker side. Um, and depending on which side you choose to affiliate with, you know, it can determine how you're treated in the workforce, in society, and things like that. Yeah. So in that sense, it is getting better. Do you know what I'm saying? Because mm. certain people, they can, they are black, but they look like they're white, but yeah. they have black blood in them. Yeah, and not black one, blood. and and not like one seventeenth. Like I'm talking like half or yeah, or 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 they're or they're a quarter black. Do you know what I'm saying? So, in that sense, it's getting better, and like more black people will mix with other with people of yeah. other races and of things course. like that. So in that sense, it's getting better. You know, there's more of an awareness within the government in terms of you know, okay, cool, there's actually biases here and we need to do something to change that. Mm. So there's more and more awareness. People are, are speaking more and more about it. So that's a good thing. Um, but I feel like even with all of that, black people still only make up like 3.3% of the UK. So what does that have to do with not being able to attain the the the, the state of equality? Well, equality. the state of equality... Which sounds like a communist idea, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, go on. It depends on what, what you define as your state of equality. But you said that you don't think it was ever going to happen. I why, don't think it is. Why? 
Why? Because well, we're only 3%. Because we're only 3%, bro. So and, would, and, would and having a higher percentage change that? Potentially. If we were 50%. Potentially, yeah. What would that what would that do? Well, how, why would that suddenly equate to equality? It wouldn't suddenly equate to equality. It would help on its way to get in there. Because but, for me, okay. for me, having more black people means more representation, more people in the workforce. It becomes the norm to see more black people around. Are you saying it's not the norm now? In London, it is. In London, outside it is. of London, it's Out, not. Outside of London, it's, sure. it's a very, very different outside case. outside of the big cities, actually. Because say. less, like, people have put it this way, and quite frankly, I agree. London is basically a different country to the rest of the of England, even. To a degree, yeah. In if my, look, even if you look at London and Liverpool, the difference is crazy. In my honest estimation, do you know what I'm black saying? Black people being beaten up in, Eng, in, in London, in Liverpool. Absolutely. Because they're black. Absolutely. In 2020. Absolutely. You go outside London and In the fact, rest... lest we forget, sorry, bro, there was a black person who was shot in the back by police officers in London. Now, this is what happens. People will get very up in arms because police officers should not be doing that, 100%. But I think it's interesting that in London, police officers, let's not suddenly paint it like what's happening in America. Mm. We need to give room for the details. That's mm. not to excuse what they did, but we shouldn't take that as though that's the only truth that yeah, there is about it. Don't ever give an immediate reaction. No, there are other elements to it that need to be understood. Mm. Um, if it was a terrorist, for example, there's not justification of the police thing. If it was a terrorist, a suspected terrorist, and he was shot in the back, there'll be fewer complaints going on. Oh, absolutely. Right? Not saying that this dude was a terrorist. But my point is, we need to be also asking questions of, okay, what they did was 100% wrong. We condemn that. Or it, from the information that we have, we condemn what they did. Mm. Why did they think that was okay, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did the black man do, if anything? Mm. And let's let's try and judge the situation accurately and not only be informed by some of the horrible, horrible things we've seen um, earlier this year and even throughout life. Yeah. Sorry, you were about to say. Why um, we can't, why, you know, what 50% will do? So for me, it will make things a lot better in terms of the country I'm speaking of now. Yeah. London, like I said, is a bit of a different case. But even in sure. London, there's still plenty of biases. Yes. So in the other, if in the other cities in England, let's just let's just speak about in those cities. Like if you're seeing more black people and it becomes more like London and it's gen genuinely mixed, I feel like things will change because the increased number of black people will make more noise to the point where you can't even you can't even like just like brush it under the rug. Do you mm. know what I'm saying? Right. So I feel like that will aid having more equality okay um and i just think there are so many businesses and there are so many hurdles put in front of black people mm. and the number of black people in comparison to white people and you know the same for other ethnic minorities were just so small in comparison and right. it's not like we're even unified it's not like black people asians arabs you know like it's not like we're all unified and then sure. boom the enemy is is the corrupt system it's like even even amongst those ethnic minorities, there are divisions, there are issues, there are people being racist towards each other in that. Yes, 100%. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me, the problem it and that that contributes towards the problem. And on top of that, as much as the government can put all of these initiatives and all these programs and all these companies can spout their their nonsense about you know diversity and inclusion, they don't mean it. They're putting it in there for buzzwords. Do you know what I'm saying? They're all buzzwords. 
at the end of the day, for a lot of companies, there's still racist people in charge. There's still racist people that are dealing with recruitment. Yeah, you can't legislate human. Do you know what I'm saying? Like the government well, even if isn't it's not racism. There's nepotism. Do you know what I'm saying? The, the like the government isn't going to each and every company saying, okay, I want to look at your your interview process in detail. How many black people have you hired this year? How many people? But again, this how many black people have you hired? Like we can't do that. I don't think we can do that. If we start talking, well, you know, you need to hire this amount of black people, which is what we're already seeing. Mm. They've got, you know, uh, is it, what do they call it? A quota. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Each gov- each, the government has issued quotas for some com- for maybe all companies. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So we're seeing that, but like, it's understandable and I understand it. it's good. It is good because otherwise we might not see the hiring rates of black people that we see. It may be a handout, but it's a handout that you need to take and just get leverage from. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that at all. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying that I think we need to be careful um, that we... I understand I understand it and I think it's good, but it, it can be a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah, It can end up, you know, if we were to turn it around on ourselves, it can end up not being good because then it becomes a thing of, okay, we've filled our quota. Now we're not, we're not going to be hiring any more black people. We don't need to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So it, yeah, it yeah. it's good, and this is where you know you find I think it's if you're if you're more um, liberal, so to speak, mm. it's like you believe government should play a role in in causing this equality mm. of outcome to happen. They yeah. have to get involved with it, and that can be good, that can be bad. But I think in terms of solutions, I would say what needs to happen is we need to change the narrative about black people. Mm. Um, I think that media is a powerful tool for transforming the minds of individuals. Yeah. We've seen it time and time again in history. Mm-hmm. It's even in English history as well. Yeah. Um, we see it with the Nazis as the chief example in hu- in English history classes. Mm. So, yeah, changing the narrative is very, very important. Agreed. Agreed. So that we don't look at black people as these this overly aggressive, angry, dangerous, intimidating. intimidating. But then also, work needs to happen inside and outside of the community. Yeah. So we need... We need black parents to discipline their children well. Mm. We need black parents to be present for their children. We need black children to grow up in a stable household yeah. as much as is possible. Um, and again, like we said, Jesus is the start of all of these things. But this is this is what we need, I think. And then also outside of the community, work needs to be done. And then finally, I think one of the other things amongst the many different solutions that can be taken is there needs to be an understanding that you know the black people here in this country, for example... And even the Indians and other stuff, even if they've come from other countries, it needs to be understood that when people settle here, the culture of this country becomes their own. Mm. They're not just here speaking your language and just trying to, you know, finesse the system. Yeah. The culture becomes their own. We've seen loads of Indian shop makers and they're cheering for England in the World Cup. Yeah. Because this is my country now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I've that. come here, I've gotten a better life, a better life than what I had. Mm. They let me in. Yeah. I'm now a beneficiary. I get to contribute. I even get to have a say. Yeah. I'm repping this country. Mm. We see the same thing for loads of for loads of Nigerians, for loads of, you know, maybe not in the exact same way. You I can't speak for every person. Mm. But like, at least for the kids growing up in this country, whilst there's an understanding of, yeah, we're Nigerian, there is also this tension of but I am British too. Mm, I'm mm, English, mm. quote unquote. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, we 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 not and, English. Yeah, I understand the whole thing of you know, English. You have to be white to be English. You have to be, but to be British, you just have to have nationality. Mm. Yeah, I get it. 
But my point is just that, you know, they hold both cultures. Yeah. Do you feel what I'm saying? So they go back to Nigeria and or they go back to Ghana or whatever. And they are Ghanaian. They are Nigerian. That is their heritage. Absolutely. They've grown up around the culture, albeit in another country. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So we can't discredit that mm. as some white people foolishly do. Mad. But, and I'm speaking, and I say it with such passion because that has happened to me before. That they had the audacity to tell me I'm not Nigerian. Mm. How dare you? And it's things like that that people need to stop doing. You have no right to do that because you don't know me, nor do you know my story. But, you know, <laughs> it is one of those things that whilst I hold that I am Nigerian, you know, I understand the language, I speak the language, I wear the clothing, mm. you know, I I understand the culture. Yeah, yeah. I've grown up around it. Yeah. I've also grown up around English culture too, quote unquote, English culture. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I hold that too. Mm. And so there just needs to be an understanding that, yes, your country is our country too, though. Yeah. You're contributing, we're contrib we've been contributing. Yeah, yeah. You fight in the wars, we've been fighting in the wars. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Whatever entitlement you think you have, we also have. Mm. Do you feel what I'm saying? Um, so I think that's that's what it is. We're not your enemies. Hundred. You know 100. what I'm saying? We're your neighbor. Changing that narrative is very, very key. Hundred percent. Very key. So yeah, man, that brings us to uh, the end of episode eight. Of the Purple Podcast, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it's episode eight. Um, but yeah, man, you guys, as always, let us know what you think. Um, let us know what you think. You know it's all peace and love here. And we love the diversity of opinions, the diversity of thought. Of course. So let us know what you think. Um, but yeah, until next time, get yourself a bit of red, get yourself a bit of blue, and be a part of the Purple People. Gang. Peace. Love. Love.